Praise be Jesus Christ. Slava Jesus Christo. Please be seated. In case you're wondering, the cantor today is Dr. Christopher Stanichar. He's my adopted son. And he's visiting with me, but I've kept him busy lest he get rusty, you know what I mean? So we appreciate his cantering for us. He's a professor in North South Dakota, so it's colder there than here. So thank God we're here. The people in darkness have seen a great light. Name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My brothers and sisters, this is the Sunday after Theophany. And we are still in the Christmas season. The Christmas season ends on February the 2nd. That's the last feast day that now in the, in the calendar that mentions the infancy of our Lord, the presentation. After that, he goes into his hidden life. And then he appears again at 12 years old in the temple. I want to talk about light today. These feasts are all feasts of light. In fact, the whole liturgy is a feast of light, and sometimes, and fire, and sometimes I think that maybe we pick that up from the Persians, but that's not the truth. Because Jesus himself, he said, I am the light of the world. And he said, I will cast fire upon the earth. Now, some people think that that meant he was going to destroy the earth. That's in another text. The fire he's going to cast upon the earth is the Holy Spirit. And the fire he's going to enkindle is the fire in your heart, which comes alive to your love of God and the gifts of grace you receive. Remember, in the Eastern Church, Grace is the sanctifying grace. In God, there are two types of grace, creative grace and sanctifying grace. And it comes forth from the interior life of God, the, the deifying grace, as we say, and that's in keeping with what the scripture says, that you'll be partakers of divine nature in James. And we're partakers of divine nature, not by nature, only God is God by God, but we are, we receive his grace in us, and it says, you will be like God, you will be like God, and as much as you share with him in his interior life, through the divine energies, remember that, divine energy. So we don't hear much about that in the parish churches. We used to talk about the gifts of God as graces. Well, they're all graces. They're all gifts, everything we get. But the divine energies are by so far the most supreme gift we get. And uh, it makes us holy. That starts out at the very point of our baptism. It makes us holy. So Paul says, I live, not I, but Christ lives in me. In the seminary, and in China we used to eat our meals on, it said in Latin, 
Vivi Mary Christus est. Because Christ lives in me. So you have to be careful about that. You do not want to fall from this great gift. That's why you must live an ascetical life. But remember, you're living for God. Everything you do must be for God according to his holy will. So we sinners, like the monks, we come to join the monastery to stay away from temptations and live an ascetical life, to pray and fast. So sometimes down when we're downtown and people see us, they ask what we do all day. Well, the majority of our day, we, we pray, seven to eight hours. We're glorifying the Holy Trinity. And we're thanking him and asking that grace down upon the church. Because you have power over God. Listen to this. You have power over God if you pray. If you don't pray, you're not opening the gates. You're not opening the person to receive the deifying energies. Prayer is the most important thing you do. You do a lot of other things. We do not do a lot of other things. We're always behind the power curve when it comes to getting our work done, our eating and things like that, because there's not much time for that. But there must always be time for prayer. Now, some people have been near death, or they've come back from death, and what did they see? Usually they see, they saw the, the white light. So sometimes I debate in my theological thinking about the light of God and fire. There's a whole theology of fire in the Old and New Testament. So I think that this is from the fathers. I think that if we get close to God and we're pleasing to him, we are in this beautiful state of grace. The heat of God's presence does not hurt us. It becomes joy. Our hearts burn with joy. But if we are not in a state of grace and we come close to God, it hurts because we cannot remain in his presence. We have to leave until we straighten ourselves out and the divine energies can revive in us. So that's what we're really about in our life. Now, in this present feast I talked to you last week about God, yeah, the proof that there's a trinity. Now, I'll repeat a little bit of that. Jesus Christ, we saw him. We saw him deified. And the Father's voice came. And we heard the Father say, This is my son. Hear him well. And the Holy Spirit descended upon him gently. In some of the texts it says like, do on a fleece. Gently. And that's proof in the Bible of the three persons in one God and their operations together. So 
So this is truly a Trinitarian feast. The feast of Christmas, uh, it was, it, this was celebrated in the very early church. Christmas came a little later. It was the reflection of the incarnation in, the, uh, in his appearance and the light and energies of God that we came to celebrate more publicly the incarnation of Christ himself. But the incarnation also the uh, work of the Most Holy Trinity. And what was done there was that Christ is one person with two, two natures, human and divine. His divine nature was always with God, but he came down and he made a man, became a man in the womb of the Virgin Mary. And that becomes the primal source of Christianity. The primal source of Christianity is our sharing in the life of God through the incarnation, in sacraments, in prayer, and in the peace of our heart. Now let's talk about the heart a little bit. The heart is a physical organ. No physical organ can exist without the creative energies of God. So his creative energies are always with you. But his sanctifying energies only come through what we call grace, the things I've been talking about. One of the signs of your being grace-filled is you see the white light of the deity. Other people see other things at that time. most of the time, I can't even say most of the time, usually we see the light. So people say to you, have you seen the light? Now you can answer that. Well, and I'm working towards it. But I'm assured that God's grace is with me. Not everybody sees the light. Now where do we look for the light? In the heart. That's why in the Eastern Church, we have the Jesus prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And we say that prayer, we close our eyes, and our interior gaze is to the heart, and we contemplate the presence of God in his divine energies, in our inmost being, which is the heart. Well, we have some evidence about that. St. Philip Neri, he founded a religious order in Italy. He was a very prayerful man. And he used to meet with the cardinals, and they would come in their finery, and he would take, he liked kitties. So he had a cat, he'd throw it in their lap just to aggravate them, because they could get their silk, you know, or hurt or something, and drips. Uh, everybody came to him for spiritual direction. So he's very popular. When he died, now some people die of a large heart. But his was enormous, and he lived with it for many years. And some of the spiritual writers say it was the presence of the divine energies of God that enlarged his heart. So that was okay. It's, that kind's okay, but otherwise it's not too okay. Then he's not the only one. 
some of the early fathers had that too. And I think every one of you are touched by God. Now, you know, you say, well, how can I feel God? How did I know that's God? I'll tell you why. When you get hurt and you're upset, your heart can hurt. We've all had that and we cry. We've all had that happen. But we also can have cheers of joy when our heart rejoices. These people talk about the gift of tears. It's not visible. It's in your heart. That's an illusion. But the life of God within your heart is not. So you people are really uh, transformed. This feast is a shows Christ transformed. When they see the Taboric light and they see the energies of God in the human nature. And then you think of James's text. James says, you will be partakers of the divine nature. So in that way, it's called another incarnation. So you too are, you're not God, but you're like little gods, filled with God's energy. So it says in scripture, you'll become God. You know what they're talking about? is this transformation that takes place in us. We should work for that. We should pray for that. We should purify ourselves for that. So, in the Western Catechism, they say, you're temples of the Holy Spirit. Indeed you are. And this is the time that we celebrate but we always celebrate it every day. So, now you know where Christmas came from. The date of Christmas is always argued about. Where Christmas came from was when the apostles and the fathers realized Jesus Christ was a temple of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And more than that, he could share them with us. And therefore, we too are part of his mystical body. The body that's is formed by the grace of God. So rejoice. Enjoy these holidays. But every day, make sure you make time for prayer. You're on earth to pray. You are given lips and eyes and body and hands to pray. In the Eastern Church, we worship with our whole body. We make profound vows. We kiss holy objects because they are revelations of God's presence amongst us. We kiss each other with a kiss of peace. The man at peace is the one whose being is wrapped in God. So we see all these things in church. In Christian countries, you see these things even on the street. So among the Slavs, you see somebody you know or you love, you go up to them, and you kiss them on their cheeks. This is not a romantic kiss. This is greeting a human being who's alive in Christ. It's a Christian greeting. In the early church, they did have the kiss of peace. It was usually given before communion. So, and, before, and after the creed, celebrating 
our celebration of the creed in our faith and the life of God in us and in our brother and sister in the mystical body. I think God is so good to us. I think you should be jumping with joy in your heart when you realize that your heart and the heart of Christ and the Virgin are beating together in the loving presence of God that dwells in you. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.